0: I want you to imagine that you've walked into a restaurant you've never been in before. You don't really know how things work. You walk up to the counter and you order. And as you are checking out for the order, you're going through all those screens that you have to when you put your card in the little reader. And the first thing you answer is, do you want to leave a tip? And in your mind, you're thinking to yourself, I don't really know how this restaurant works. Do they bust their own tables? Will I have to walk up here and get my food? Are they bringing it to the table? And you look at this tip question and you just feel paralyzed. I have no idea. And if I do tip, how much should I tip? I don't know if they have waitresses here or not. Because these machines often give us tip options, even for fast food restaurants where there's really no incentive to tip in a situation like that. In that moment, you find yourself asking what is the right thing to do? What is the ethical thing to do? Let me give you another scenario. I was driving down the highway the other day and I looked over on the side and I saw a stalled motorist. And I see this all the time. I live in a big metro area. In this situation, I see them with their hood up. They're checking their car. I don't know what's wrong with it, but I'm thinking to myself, you know, what if they just need a jump start? or what if they need someone to help them push the car out of the way? I could help with that. I have jumper cables in the back and this is all happening in my head in a matter of seconds. I'm in the far left lane. They're over on the right hand shoulder and I'm thinking that's going to be really difficult for me to get over there. I don't know if I should attempt that. Will that be unsafe in traffic like this? Will I cause more problems trying to get over and stop to help them? They have a phone. Maybe they've already called roadside assistance. And then I think, you know, we're right in the middle of downtown. They pay people for this. A cop is going to come out and assist them. I shouldn't worry about it. All of this is going through my head and I drive by in a matter of, you know, like three to five seconds, it's all over. And I'm a mile down the road thinking, did I do the right thing? I'm not really sure. Should it have been my decision to stop and see if that person needed help? Was that unethical of me to let that situation be taken care of by somebody else? And, you know, these decisions are difficult to make, and sometimes we don't really know in the long run if we did the right thing or not, because not every scenario is black and white. So how do we know that we're making the best possible decision, the best ethical decision, given the information that we have? Well, I was reading a book recently called The Power of Ethics, and the tagline for it is how to make good choices in a complicated world. And I felt like the book had a lot of really good information, a lot of great research, so I suggest that you check it out. But they said there are four questions you can ask yourself when you find yourself in an ethical dilemma. And I want to share those with you because I thought they were really interesting. Question number one is, what are my guiding principles? And this is a question I can't answer for you. You will need to answer that. This is assuming that you as an individual have some awareness of your guiding principles. And if you don't, it might be a good time to sit down and think to yourself about what you consider to be right and wrong. Where do you get that information from? How have you decided that? And what do you think are good and bad ways to live? Those guiding principles will help inform the decisions that you have to make. Now, obviously, we're always making the decision we think is good, but when we think of something like a guiding principle, such as, I want to help those in need well, then we might find ourselves erring on the side of, maybe I will pull over and ask that person, do they need anything? And nine times out of 10, they're going to say, no, I'm good. A tow truck's on its way. But I have lived according to my guiding principle in this scenario, even if I wasn't needed. Or maybe I say, if I'm in a new restaurant and I don't know if they come and bust the tables or not, I'm not sure if I should tip you know what? I'll go ahead and give a low-end tip just in case, just because I would rather be on the side of making sure that I'm tipping someone who's working than or on the side of not giving them a tip and seeming like a jerk. And the next time I come back, I'll know whether I should tip or not. So those principles that we want to live by can inform the way we want to make those decisions, but that's not always enough. So the second question is, do I have enough information to make this decision. Sometimes that's the hardest scenario to be in. You feel like I'm required to decide something, but I don't really know. I don't know what's best. I haven't gotten all the information here. Maybe I need to do a little more research. Maybe I need to delay my decision because the information in my head is incomplete. And that's how I felt when I was driving down the road. I thought, You know, the person doesn't look to be in danger, or I would definitely stop. I don't know that jumper cables are what they need, or I would definitely stop. They probably do have access to a telephone and have already called someone. But all of that in my head, I felt like if I had a little more information about their scenario, then I might be compelled to make a different decision. So, do you have the right information? If not, can you get it to help you make a better, more ethical decision? The third question is, what are the people who, I should say, not what, who are the people that matter to my decision? Uh, And this is an interesting question that's going to change by the scenario. For example, talking about being in a car again, I have picked up people who needed rides in my own neighborhood. In fact, I remember picking up a guy who was walking home with groceries, and I think it was looking like it was about to start to rain, and I saw this guy on the side of the road, so I just rolled the window down and asked him, do you need a ride? He hopped in the car with me, and I took him to his house. I didn't think anything of it. However, if I were in the car with my wife or my kids, would I be as quick to do that? Maybe not, because what's the risk that this guy is, I don't know, drunk or on some substance and is going to do something weird when he's in the car with me? That could happen, but if it's just me and him in the car, I have a pretty high level of confidence that I can handle the situation and I'm not too worried about it. If I'm bringing my wife and my kids along, I feel a little more protective. And so the people in the scenario are gonna change the decision that I feel like is best to make, perhaps. So who matters to this decision? And once you've determined that, it'll really help you prioritize what choices might be the best because we care more about the people, right? In almost every scenario, what we really want to do is what's best for the people. Not just me, but all people involved. And the fourth question is, what are the potential consequences to this decision, both short, medium, and long-term? Now, that might feel like something you need to sit down and write a calculation on a notepad for, but I think it's sufficient sometimes to just think in our mind, long-term, how will this affect? What is the legacy consequence of doing or not doing this thing. And what you might find is, you know, when you're making a decision about health, for example, it's a big difference to say, what if I go get checked for cancer to just make sure? Like, what if I'm getting a mammogram or something like that? What are the long-term consequences of me not doing that? It could potentially be pretty bad, so this is a good thing to go and do, even if it turns out that it wasn't necessary. However, if I think, Well, I'm gonna drink a cup of water at lunch instead of drinking a cup of lemonade. I mean, water is better for me, but I'm not making a lifelong commitment to only drinking lemonade, so this one decision here, it doesn't have a lot of long-term potential consequences. Now, if I substituted every cup of water I'm gonna have this week with only lemonade, that would be terrible for me, so that would have some short-term and long-term consequences. Sometimes by, negotiating those consequences in our head, and being mindful of what the potential outcome could be both for us and for others, it helps us make better short-term decisions. A lot of times we're really spur of the moment, you know? We want to do something and we don't really think it all the way through, but especially when you're making a decision about a relationship or a person This is important to take some time and think about how will this affect them? How will it affect me in the long term? And of course, also in the short and medium, which I feel like personally, that's where I normally go. So the long term is maybe the harder thing to estimate. Sometimes making the best, most ethical decision is hard to do and the people around you may not agree with you. You won't always know if what you're doing is 100% right or the best decision, but if you employ these four questions, it will help take some of the stress out of making an ethical decision in some of those ambiguous scenarios. Ethics matter. It's the legacy that you're leaving, and we all wanna make the right decision. So maybe these four questions will help you the next time you're stuck in a situation and you're not sure what the best course of action is. Ask yourself, What are my guiding principles and values? Do I have the right amount of information to make a good informed decision in this situation? Who is this gonna impact? And what would be the long-term consequences if I did or didn't choose this thing? Because you know, we care about our decisions and we wanna live like it matters.